Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 89 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. I am joined today by Joanna Brown from South Carolina, my first guest from South Carolina. Deep, is that what they call deep, deep south or dirty south? Do they call it something? One of them, <laughs> yes, the dirty south. But you know, I, I think I think the dirty south is just full of trees and dirt. Now, Yuana is a financial generational wealth tax mentor and advocate for those who don't have a voice. She's also a motivational mindset speaker and strives to use her voice to help other people truly understand what financial wealth and education means. Nuana, I love how you do what you do because you've obviously taken your time to be qualified and time served in financial education in regards to tax, in regards to managing wealth, you know, and that be probably at a personal level or at a business level as well. But then you've, you know, a lot of that end is very kind of businessy. And of course you have a business and I know you have people that you have working for you, but you're also very keen to help people at community level understand finances, you know, and, and I believe that that is something you really have to get a hold of, whether you have um, a lot of money or a little money, you have to get that money working for you as best you can. That's right. So first, I want to say thank you, Jake, for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, another thing, he's right, everyone. I, my goal is, and my mission, is to educate everyone on how to make and save money. Um, I did actually have a post on LinkedIn that hit over 9K with that saying, because the thing about with financial education, people might think it's boring or, it, it you know, oh, well, it's, it's not for me. But the government is actually using these same services that I'm producing for the smaller communities. And I feel like if the government can do it, why we can't? So my goal is to literally, if you don't want to say it, tell me and I'll say it for you. Because we're all human and we all are valuable. So I want everyone to know that due to the way the mind is created, we can literally do it. And I, I know we can. I've been doing taxes for 10 years. I started in the corporate world. I used to work at Jackson Hewitt and Liberty Tax. And you got to remember those companies are million dollar franchises. So if they make a mistake, it's easy for them to pay off the fine. If a small business make a mistake, it's going to be a little harder for them to correct it. This is why I always say more small businesses probably are going to be more faithful when it comes to certain things as far as like questions or he helping you do research and looking up those answers that you may not know. Most of those million dollar corps, they're going to be like, OK, whatever, you got to pay us. So, I mean, and and I, I, I used to work and I seen those CPAs and those EAs due to their credentials It's like. You know, they have no customer service skills. It's like, oh, I make six, seven figures. Well, what are you talking to me for? I'm like, okay. So I feel like I want to change the game up. I started on my own in the entrepreneur world in 2019. So I came from corporate. I've been in the insurance industry since 2016. So I started a little bit uh, on my own, but I still was also working a regular job also. But I went full time 2019 
within the insurance industry before the pandemic started. Then when the pandemic started, I was already virtual. So I was already used to talking to people through the, you know, Zooms or Google Meet and things like that. So, and believe me, I had a loss and it's not easy, everybody. Believe me, you don't become a millionaire yesterday when you close your eyes and wake up. Basically, you got to have that passion. You got to have that work ethic and you got to have that mindset. And this is why I tell everyone. I was just on with a partner of mine and we talk about empowerment and motivation a lot because we want everybody to know regardless where you come from. I'm telling you, you can make it because we are made to be to make it. So I know Jake said something about a lot of generational wealth. You could create it by starting it with just one savings account and and then teach it down to your next generation will be our children. So this is one way. And just even reading a book, because believe me, I read a book. I've been to college, but I read also. Everything I learned wasn't just from going to college. Yes, I took college classes, but you got to remember, I also read because I wanted more information because these banks and these financial institutions are not going to tell you everything to benefit you. It's only to benefit them. Because they're the millionaires. We're trying to get to where they are. So some knowledge is not going to be spread. So I'd rather tell you the knowledge because I want you to be ahead. Because I'm going to be there with you. Such a refreshing outlook. I love it. I love the way you're turning the game on its head there. Uh, it's, it's very disruptive. And um, it seems today in the way that the world is going, it's these people that are the disruptors, you know, and particularly positive disruptors like yourself. Um, that are making the difference and I always say you know it's the people that are crazy enough to say they can change the world are the ones that are and you are one of those people there's no doubt about that now yeah. let's talk about generational wealth it's something that you hear about quite a lot you know but I think there's it's, it's an easy on the face of it generational wealth okay I'm going to create wealth and that wealth is going to be so abundant or in, in so much volume and it's going to be saved and, and organized in such a way that it's going to provide wealth, not just for me. This is my understanding of it anyway. I could be completely right. wrong. I, I always reserve the right to be wrong. <laughs> that you, you, you know, you've built up such an abundance of cash or assets that, and you've structured it in such a way that it's going to provide wealth, not just for your children, but for your children's children and possibly even, you know, generations um, below that. Have I got that right? That's actually right. So I always say this. If first it's got to start with somebody, so it starts with you. You got three children. So what you're going to try to do with them? At the time, if they're young, you're not going to read them a, a money book because most of them are too young to even care. But when they get started, get about mm, maybe 10 to 12 and they want starting knowing about allowance, then you can start educating them because first you're starting with you. Maybe you open up a business and you're still working a W-2 job. Um, but you do know the IRS actually lets you hire your kids at the age of seven. So if you could take a seven year old, I mean, he's not going to do nothing major. He could just put files on top of a desk or something small and you could give him like an allowance. And, and you say you paid him five dollars for that day. That's the salary. The thing about it, you're creating first an entrepreneurial mindset and you're showing them by action, by hiring them. They're working. So that means as they grow up, it's going to be 
in them to say, hey, it's time for me to go get this money. But you're also probably have a savings account that you didn't tell them because you don't want them to spend all the money. So now you're you're going to eventually teach them about savings. And then as they start getting like older teenagers, like 16 to 18 to 20, then you're going to say, I know you're not going to retire, but let's take $500 and put it in a retirement account. Now, remember, you're already established. So you started you're starting the generational wealth. You're starting with you. You're moving it down to the kids and eventually your kids are going to move it down and they're still building re residual income off of your own income. Because if you get to a point and you need someone in charge of your finances, more likely you taught your kids enough and they're going to be in charge of that where you don't have to hire outside of that circle. So you're correct. I get it. So it's, 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 it's about education as well as actually taking the action and doing the things, you know, having the, okay, this is what I want to do. I know I want to create this generational wealth, particularly for some people who, who, and I can speak from this from a personal perspective. I wouldn't say we, we struggled when we grew up, you know, my mom and dad always provided and, you know, but it wasn't, there wasn't a particular abundance of money. I can think of an example. We used to have a, a TV that we used to rent and to get this TV to work, you had to put coins in the back of it. That's how it worked. And then every week oh, the wow. guy would come around and collect the coins and that's how you would pay for the TV. Right? So you were essentially kind of higher, purchase, higher purchasing the TV. So, you know, we didn't have to go without, but there wasn't a huge abundance of things at particular times. And I think when you're in that position, you know, and you come from a bit of a bit of struggle, that you it's inherent in you that you want to make a change for for your children. You know, you want to go, okay, well, I don't want them to have to struggle like I did. Um, I don't want them to have it completely easy either, because easy is average and average is over. And if they just have an easy life, then they're gonna get to a point where they feel entitled and that the world does them something. And we see that an awful lot right now in the world, and I don't think it's a very sensible way for children to be brought up but you know that's i think where that okay i want to create this for my kids i don't want them to have to uh, go through the same struggle that i did or have to have to go without and to do that you're going to actually i didn't even think about that you're going to have to educate them right you're going to have to educate them right quite a young age in how to exactly what to do with their money right not just spend it Right. So I have an 18 year old that has a disability. But if you look at her, you would have never thought because I work with her. So I use her as an example because she always liked to spend. Well, I take her to the store and I tell her, I mean, she could talk normal. It's just her understanding level is a little bit lower than most. But I've worked with her so hard, you can't even tell. Um, so when I say people sacrifice, I know what it is to sacrifice things and to teach children. If I can help a disabled child that's mine, I can help anybody. And to this day, she'll say, Mom, I want to go buy this. And she say, wait a minute. You said I had to save $5 from 10 so what it was, I took her to the store one day and I said she wanted this big bag of candy. Kids love candy. But remember, she's 18 now, but I started a little younger. Her brother's and sister a little older than her. So the thing about it, I said, well, you said you wanted something. You have $10. This bag is $10. If you spend that $10, you don't have any more money to do to get anything you want. So what if you took $5, bought you a smaller bag of candy, maybe three, get you a dollar and change back, take the other five and maybe save it for something you want. Now you got to remember, 
she's understanding money a little more because you know I, I took her through speech um therapy and all kinds of stuff. But like I said, I, I pushed her um to literally learn and by her brother's sister being older, you know what I'm saying? With a human brain, it's it actually will resolve itself to a point. So that's the thing to always tell people. I know we can do this if you work for it. My daughter is 18 and she'll say, Mom, did you say that if I wanted to buy something, I had to put something away? And I say, yes. I said, wow, you remember? She said, yeah, duh. Okay, she's 18. I'm like, okay. But the thing about it, for her to even remember that statement, that means I had to continually repeat it, repeat, was repetitive, and I was telling her. Now, the other two, I opened up some bank accounts, like savings accounts, and I just talked to them. But the thing about it, because they all, I never treated her no different. I talked to all three the same. And this is why I tell anybody, and a lot of parents who have disabled kids, they understand. But the thing about it, because you talk to her like she's a normal person and not treat her like she different, the human brain will automatically catch up to it. So to this day, as her being in the 12th grade, she understands what I'm saying. So when I say generational wealth and education can happen, it literally can happen. So if a disabled child can do it, anybody can do it. I'm telling you. Absolutely. And um, something I wanted to talk about, which kind of relates to this, is compound interest, the subject of compound interest. I'll let you I'll let you explain that because frankly, if I do, I'll make a mess of it. <laughs> well, I read okay, so this is what I got on compound interest. So when I read the book about it, it was a book called How Money Works, Stop Being a Sucker, right? Basically, compound interest is actually interest on top of interest. So imagine money on top of money. So you're taking a dollar, another dollar, and it's growing, right? So when I say people can live off interest. What they did, they probably put it in some type of retirement or mutual fund or an investment account or some kind of brokerage account, and they're letting it grow. Where at a certain part of time, that interest is growing also. But also in some areas of a financial industry, double interest can actually be on top. So compound interest is like double interest. It's like you're going to live off the interest and let your money still grow. And it was a song that somebody said, I forgot what it was, but I just I just brought it down to money on top of money and it's stacking on top like that, basically. So that's compound interest. The rule of 72 is actually it's how long it takes for your money to double. So if it's like three percent into maybe uh 10 or six years and then you divide it i think by the 72 i can't exactly because i don't have the formula in front of me but that's basically how long it takes for your money to double so if you're going to put if you're going to put your money somewhere also make sure you ask those questions like what kind of return now remember numbers are never guaranteed but you can always get your money or the return or the percentage locked in to a point. So if just so happens you put in 30,000 and you could lock it in at a 10% rate, imagine what kind of interest you would get on top of that. Mm, and that's a really good point I think you've made there about rates and locking them in on both sides of the coin here. Uh, sorry to make a pun, pun intended, both sides of the coin. But that's whether you're whether you're learning, you know, whether you're loaning money or you're investing your own money into an account, the savings, the, uh, the interest rate, sorry, is always a really important factor. And particularly, right. you know, I've seen people land in hot water with even their mortgages when they've got a mortgage of what was a great rate, but they didn't right. do the diligence 
checked that it was a fixed rate. And then over time, this rate was variable. It fluctuated with the market. The market went down, the interest rate went up or vice versa, you know. And, and if you're not really careful and keep on top of that, that can land you in a pretty, pretty, pretty dangerous situation, particularly when you've got assets like property riding on it. Right. I'm actually I'm glad you mentioned interest rate. So that's going to also come into your credit. So a lot of people, I understand how everybody is. We're all programmed. Believe me, I know some of the questions and the answers I get, I can hear it. So say like you got a 500 credit, let's say 550. I'm not going to embarrass everybody. Say like there's a 550 credit score and you want to buy a car. The salesman is going to tell you, let me see what we got for you. Well, what if you got a, a 750 credit score or an eight and you walk into that same dealership, the dealer man or the salesman or even the finance manager going to say, well, what do you want? So do you mm -hmm. see how the power adjusted? Yeah. By your low credit score, you gave them the power to say what you can get. By your high credit score, you're given, you kept the power, which is management. You're in charge of your credit and your debt. You're in charge of your circle. Now you're telling that dealer or that manager, hey, I want that or I want that. Or you see three cars, let me test drive all three. Versus if you're looking at it the other way with the 550, the interest rate for someone with a 550 credit score are going to be way higher versus somebody with a 750 to an 850 credit score. So do you see where the power and the knowledge could come in if you really could understand how the financial industry works? It's not there to hurt you. One thing I tell everybody, the financial industry is not a horrifying story. It's actually a benefit if you have the knowledge and you know what you're doing. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's a financial expert, but that's where you got me and I got other colleagues that are. And if you get with us, we're not going to sit here and say, okay, we'll just spend six, seven hundred dollars and then we'll get everything straight. No, that's not how I work. And if you're on my team, my team does not work like that. We have humble people. And there are six-figure earnings around that I talk to, and those are humble. I don't associate with arrogant people because some people forgot where they came from. Just because you were born in New York and now you live in Dubai, that does not mean your attitude needs to change. You need to remember that you used to stay in Brooklyn or in Bronx, and but just because you made a, a different choice to come out of your situation, that doesn't mean you need to talk down or look down on someone. I do a lot of motivational posts on my, on through social media. And the good thing to keep your heart humble is to also lift up someone else's heart. Mm, mm, yeah, no, I like that. I like that for real. You got to remember where, where you're from uh, and stay humble. And I think that's going to attract like, like people of the same ilk to you. And that's only going to mean good things for sure. But I mean, just quickly dialing back to, you know, the credit score there. Essentially, it gives you power of negotiation as well, right? It gives yeah, you. Yeah, that's for anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I just mean, like you said about a mortgage, like even if you go to a bank, right? Most of them, you got to have a 620. Well, let's take a 620 versus an 820. If you're going to a mortgage, you probably will get the loan with the mortgage because they do say a 620 score. Sometimes 580, it just depends on, you know, the programs. But if you got an 820, do you know the mortgage people are going to come to you with probably a portfolio or a book of houses and you're going to tell them what house you want? That's what I'm saying. It's not about the number sometimes. It's about do you really want control over your situation? People say, oh, I want a high credit score. 
wonderful. I want you to have a high credit score, but do you really know the meaning of having those scores, having that good interest in that money, having that six figure? Because I've known millionaires who went broke like that really quick because they didn't know. You got to remember if you're going to sit here and improve your situation, you got to keep that mind and focus and healthy at the same time. Absolutely right. And I, I'm talking from experience here when I talk about credit rates, because when I was a young man, um, I messed up my credit rating probably once or twice. And it's literally, it's like your reputation, it's your financial reputation that is out there. And it's actually on the internet. You did the same, right? You, uh, for those that of you was watching, me. <laughs> For those of you watching, Joanna's pointing at herself rapidly right now, um, for those of you listening. But I messed it up a couple of times and learned the hard way, as I do with a lot of things in life. And it's literally your financial repu reputation is out there on the internet. And actually, it's for anyone to be able to see who knows, knows how to find it. Um, and uh, particularly, of course, financial institutions have access to that. And it follows you around for the entirety of your life. And you have to put work into building it up. Of course, right? You know, you even even if so, I'll tell a little. I'll do the Reader's Digest version of what I did. I was eighteen, found out what credit was, went a bit wild on it, and just spent it on silly things, not assets in any way. Things like ho holidays and just traveling and stuff, which was fine. Had a great time, lots of fun, no problem. Recovered it now. <laughs> <Thanks a while. laughs> Then I was like, I was so anti-credit. I was like, right, I'm never going to have credit again. Credit's the devil. You know, I took that perception that people take and the bitter story you hear from people. The banks are out to get you. The tax man's going to get you. No, it's not. It's just it's a game. And your 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 quality and level of the ability to play the game predicates your success in the game. And I, I came to realise that. And then I was like, so then I'll just take credit at small amounts and not even really use it, but pay it off very quickly just to increase my credit rating. You know, just just because you don't need the credit right now doesn't mean that you might need it later for business right. projects. <laughs> yeah, so you've got to just do, you know, just small small things to, to keep it building and building. And I'm happy to say now it's a, it's a good level, um, actually in more than, more than one country, which is good as well, you know, particularly. Yeah. That's, that's you know, if you operate business in multiple parts of the world, then you're going to have to have multiple uh, good, good to fair to good credit ratings. But it's, you know it's what, funny, isn't it? It's so you easy know what, Jeff, I was just about to say same thing, man. It's whew, it's, it's been kind of rough. Um, and the reason I tell y'all that story, let me tell you something. I was that one with that 580 credit score. And the dealer told me, well, just wait right here. I'll, we'll see what we got for you. So let me tell you all something. I'm not, I'm not talking for, for just to be talking. I'm talking to you. I was that one. Oh, coming out of college, getting them college credit cards, spending here. Oh, I was that one, y'all. I'm telling you. So, Jake, I'm Jake, telling you, I totally understand exactly what you're saying. This is why I don't want my children. So the passion that I have, first, it comes from being a parent. You don't want your children to go through that. My 21-year-old just graduated from college um, with her bachelor's. She did not have student loans. She actually ended up with scholarships. Um, she got a credit card, and I said, look, you already know what I taught you. If you mess up your credit, that's on you. I'm going to help her fix it, but it's mm. the point that I told you what you should do and don't. And I was the mm. one that had to go get the secure credit card, had to do $300, had to take my own money at the bank and get collateral. So when I'm talking and telling you all this, I, I lived it. 
And my passion is because I don't want my kids to go through that same struggle. I don't want my kids or my son and my 18 year old to go to a dealership and the, and the dealer and the salesman say, you know what? You can't get that car, but look at this one, something you don't want. So yes, I was there with everybody. So when people tell me they can't afford something, they can't do that. It, it's put like this. If you can't afford a dollar a day, what are you actually doing with your money? Or are you telling yourself that because that's a negative word? You can't do something. Are you saying you are you telling yourself you can't or have you actually tried to put a dollar a day to see if you can save thirty dollars a month? Or have you, have you actually tried to get that small credit card and only spend 40 bucks? And then that next week when you get paid, you paid off. Has anybody tried it? And I asked those questions because I want to see where your mindset at. So, yes, I was that person that, that had the bad score. I was that person working two or three jobs. I was that person trying to live above my means because, yes, I knew the tax word and all this education. But because you want to be around your friends, like Jack said, partying, it was fun spending money, everything. But I'm trying to tell y'all that's not the right way to do it because that's how you lose your control of yourself. You literally lose all control of your circle where you're going to have people telling you what to do. When I go to the bank, I want people to say, what house do you want? Instead of me only got two choices, I want to have 10 choices. So that's why I'm telling everyone I've been there and done all of that. I'm cleaning it up. I got my own insurance policies. I teach my kids the same thing that I went through to not go through, y'all. Love it. I absolutely love it. And I think... Uh financial education is so important you know it's money is not everything right I, I think we should make that clear because we've talked about there's been a huge focus on it and i think a lot of people something we were talking about just off camera before is a trap that i see a lot of people get into is that they they think and um, whether it's their own thoughts that influence this or perhaps it was their parents maybe their peers or their friends that money actually equals happiness and they chase the cat right they chase it, they chase it, they chase it. They, if you, if you've got what the cat wants, it comes to you. If you try and chase the cat, it will always run away. They chase the money, chase the money, chase the money, start getting a bit of money, starts feeling good because they can buy things, they can have experiences. But then eventually that gets boring and that, that runs out. And when you realize that money doesn't actually equate to happiness, that true happiness has to come from within, from finding joy in the things you spend time doing with your life. Right. That's that's the reality, right? That's that's where the real joy comes from. And I see a lot of people chasing money and chasing money and chasing money. And then they get the money and they're like, oh, now I'm here, but I don't feel happy. I don't feel content. And then they get confused uh, and, and it just leads to, it can lead to just massive disappointment. So right. I think it's, it's important to, to get the balance right, right? Money's nice and, it, and it, it can mean we can live a comfortable life and we can do things. But I've started adjusting... My way, and I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to hear what you think about this, Juana, um, that the money I have, the more people I can help. Right. I'm not saying I'm, not saying I'm going to give every single dollar I, I owe away. Right. Obviously, I've got to live. But right, I think yeah, it, true. The more money you have, the more, more, the more people you can help. And, right. and, and that actually goes to knowledge as well, and that kind of dials into a lot of what you do, I guess, with the community empowerment. Right. So like Jake said, um, it is good to have the financial education and the, the money, the houses, the cars, you, you know what to do now. You got the interest built up, your interest rates are low. But 
What if you ran across someone who used to be in your shoes and they want some help or they just want someone to talk to? Would you charge them just because you made the six figures or would you humble yourself and say, you know what? I used to be you. Let me talk to you for a second. I understand you can't get your time back, but just like Jake said, it's got to be a balance. I donated last year to uh, the Raphael House in New York, um, and I donate to other uh, probably nonprofits. I actually take my time and I do presentations live in other people's groups. Um, I go live on Instagram with other people if they got questions. I tell them my inbox is open. Do you know a real financial coach? Well, I'm not saying I'm not a real one, but I looked up most financial coaches cost between $600 to $1,000 per hour. And I'm not saying y'all go out there, but I'm just saying if there's a person that's already there, then and they're doing like free rep webinars, you should jump on some of those webinars. I've done it. I've done it with business coaches because you got to remember, I'm trying to run a business and build it. A business coach is someone who knows about business. I actually have my own mindset coach. Well, for me to be positive and focused, I have to stay positive and focused. And there's nothing wrong with getting coaches. If you're on a football team, don't you need a coach? If you're playing tennis, don't you need a coach? I mean, it's the same way as being in a business, being an entrepreneur. I'm not saying you can't do it alone, but to keep your strength and your and your focus, you 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 got to have somebody in your corner to cheering you on. So I have my own mindset coach. I've dealt with other business coaches because when they say that they're going to give me a 30 minute consultation, I talk to them and they don't have to because those costs. But when they're humble, like I said, I ran across a lot of humble people and there are people that will talk to you. So that's why I tell everyone when I go live, it's, it's you got to make sure you're, you're networking with the right people. And one thing Jake said, and it also goes with law of attraction. If you're being positive and humble, you literally gonna attract the same people with the same energy you pushing out. So if you're being positive and you're help, being humble and you're helping someone, you do know people see that and you will get someone to help you. Yes, yes, couldn't agree with that more. And I love the fact that you talked on, touched on, sorry, the law of attraction and energy because like energy attracts like energy. You know, there's two poles of everything hot, cold, light, dark, <laughs> yang. One cannot exist without the other. Right. And it's the same, the positive pole. Oh, you're putting out positive energy, you're in a good vibration that actually exuberates from you and that attracts like minded people of the same energy. Of course, you know, yeah. and it works. Exactly the same way for the negative side, you know. You're, exactly. you're an angry person, you're a frustrated person, you're someone who's inconsiderate, you're gonna find yourself surrounded with the same similar type of people. So it's it's a lot of that comes down to attitude, I think, you know, attitude, right. the composite thoughts, feelings and actions and the way that you put yourself and carry yourself out into the world. And um, uh, by helping others and surrounding yourself with like minded positive people, it's only it, gonna bring yeah. out positive result for you right i got opportunities just because i've been humble you know what i somebody asked me say well how do you get paid i said well who said i don't for one i said but <laughs> have y'all ever heard of god for, god is bigger than all of us we were created so you do know if i stay humble and karma is gonna karma can work both ways karma can work in a good way in a bad way if i stay humble and keep my same peace and I'm sitting up here talking to people because I've talked to over hundreds of people, probably thousands. 
Mm. My last station, they had 4.2 million reach. That was my biggest reach in over a year. And I was fighting to get that. But the owner literally told me, she said, you you have such positive energy. She said, I wish you was in Texas. You could come here anytime. But the thing about it, that's why I get opportunities. I talk to people, I stay humble, and I help people. And I don't ask for money all the time. I mean, you still got to pay for certain services. I mean, I can't just give everything away. But the thing about it, if there's someone that, that really want to know, sure, I, I do a 20-minute complimentary consultation. What would you like to know? I'm, I'm an open book. I have nothing to hide. Because I go live to show you, for one, I'm a real person. I'm not a robot. And with the credentials I have, I can literally go to jail if I mess up anyway. So I'm not going to do that. Nah. I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> uh, I mean, when you're working with people money and you're working with social security numbers and people privacy stuff and, and people in the government find out the IRS or the insurance, these are state government agencies. I'm licensed with y'all. I'm just not, I don't, I didn't get my license through a candy machine. I didn't throw 50 cents in the, in the machine and, and turn the wheel. I didn't do that. I literally studied. So this is what I'm telling y'all. I try to stay humble, but I can charge y'all some good money, but I don't because I want the community to come to where I am. I want y'all to be five, six, and seven-figure earners. My goal is to be a seven-figure earner, but I hang around people that already are, and I ask questions. What obstacles did you go through that I can avoid so I can get to where you are? What resources or are there any books that you read that I can read to keep my mind focused? Those people will tell you. And most of the time, they'll give it to you for free. They're like, here, I was reading a book for free. I've got many books about money for free because I said I'll pay for it. It was like, no, nah, you good. Because y'all do know they can write that stuff off off their taxes, right? I'm just giving y'all nuggets right now. That They can write that off. Yep. But the thing about it, most of them are, are humble. And I love the way Jake said your energy, your vibe, anything. It's, it's going to come together regardless. It doesn't matter what color you are. I, I go by your personality and your character. If you're a good person for me to work with, we both are going to get along. That's a, that's a great way to look at it, isn't it? You know, put up the energy you put out is what you get back. And staying present with that energy, you know, not forgetting where you're from and staying humble with that. But then remembering where you're at is important as well, I think, you know, and remembering that where you came from and maybe the things you went through, they do not define you because that was in the past and that's gone now. Where you're at is the present and that's that's all you have to work on right now. Of course, we plan towards the future, you know, but we don't wait for it to happen or, or get anxious about it happening. We just live in the now and stay present, stay humble, put out that good energy, and that good energy will inevitably, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to come back to you, but it always will. That is as sure as the sun setting and rising. Yep, it will. You, you talked about there, Juana, about books and financial books and, you know, giving out information for free. I was wondering if perhaps you could give some information to the listeners on, you know, anyone's watching this and they're like, I love, I love what these guys are talking about. You know, I save some money, I put it in the bank, I'll get my one, two, three percent. So you really get these days, but how can I get my money working better for me? What kind of books would you, what's the first few books you would say to them to read? 
Well, y'all, I actually read a book by the Rockefellers. What, the book is called, What Would the Rockefellers Do? It was actually a free book. Um, I forgot where I downloaded from, probably from Kindle or Amazon. But if anybody want to know about interest, that is a good book. The Rockefellers, What Would the Rockefellers Do? And if everybody knows Rockefeller Center, New York, is named after the Rockefellers. And he started out as like a 12-year-old boy working in the farm. And his mother was telling him about, you take $50, let the farmer borrow it, tell him he has to pay interest on it. And then you go to work. I think he was making like a dollar and some change back then, like way in the 40s, I think. And I think he would work, work, work. I think he only got probably maybe $2 or $3 altogether at the end of the week. But he ended up with extra five bucks interest off the 50. So he went home to his mom and he was like, mom, I made more money by just letting the man borrow it. So his mother said, so what did you learn from it? He said, well, it's nothing wrong with working because you can still put money in your pocket. But if you let someone borrow something and you get put a little interest on it, you get a little more back. So he started doing that every year. And then as you know, money grew and he started doing it different. I like that book because it started off, you know, as what he learned as a young kid, you know, and then as he grew up being an adult. That's another book. Another book that I read is called How Money Works. Stop Being a Sucker. That book was actually given by another insurance agent, but I think you can also find books on Amazon because Amazon has so many books. Um, another guy that I follow, his name is Stephen Gardner, he is a bestseller and he also works in investments. About money on his YouTube channel. If anybody want to check out, he got over nine hundred thousand subscribers. So he, he he's the best known. Everybody know him about money and a best-selling author. So he's another person. If y'all want to ever check out some of his uh, videos, they're about forty-five minutes to an hour. He talks about money tips. Uh, he gives out like he tells you different uh, platforms like E-Trade, Stash, um, uh, Ameritrade, TD Bank, different places. If you don't want to use Robinhood, Robinhood is a free platform mostly for beginners. Um, I, with them, they start out as a dollar. I got an account with them. I had it for a year. I think my money grew probably 15 bucks, but I haven't did a lot with it. Only put like 60 bucks in it and bought different stocks. Um, but what I wanted to say um, with those, y'all got to remember, you can't, those are not like, you know, you're going to get money like yesterday. Um, if you ever think about getting into trading, you could be a day trader. But those are very fast trades and those for all more experienced people. So if you ever want to do that and want fast money, please make sure you're getting with an experienced licensed broker that's going to help you do that. Because those day traders, they are experienced and those and they keep rolling and rolling throughout the day. So just, those are just some little points and some books that I read that y'all ever want to check them out. The Rockefellers, I think I did get off on Amazon because I, mean, I admire the way they bought. Um, and I always wonder about him because I heard about the story, but I kind of was, you know, curious. So I actually found that book and I read it. Okay, awesome. Did you say it's a free book, the Rockefeller book? Yeah, the one I got, it was free. I got to figure out how to get that link. When I find it, I literally will send it to you, Jake, so you can send it out to you. I will send it find it. Um, and if I did download, because I think I downloaded either to my phone, my iPad, or my laptop, wherever I did, if I got it, I'll just send you the book and you could just send it out. 
Sure, sure, sure. Um, I can do that, no problem. 400 pages, so if y'all want to read, it's a good read, I'm telling you now. Uh, yeah, look, readers are leaders, right? Readers are leaders, there's no doubt about yep. that. And um, there's something really nice about reading. It really relaxes me. It often actually, um, it's something I like to do before I go to bed because I, I wake up just with it on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Sends me off like there's one more question. I've, I've really enjoyed spending this time today with you, Juana, and uh, I'm sure and I hope this audience has got some value from some of the real gems that you've talked about in finance. If you have just joined us uh, 40 minutes into this podcast, you'll want to give this a rewind because we've been talking about generational wealth, looking after your money, getting your money working for you, and then how Juana helps her community through with her skills at an affordable level and then we dived into positivity as well there's a question that uh, i always ask my guests and uh, i can't wait to hear the answer from you juana and that is the word hustle of course it features in the title of this podcast i would love to know how you define the word hustle and what has driven your hunger for it all right y'all so the word hustle to me like i told y'all i was that one with the bad credit score i got tired of people just saying what they was going to get for me or what i could get so and then i got three kids on top of that so my passion when my hustle literally i'm going to make sure my kids are educated and then as time go on i'm going to be more educated and then as i talk to people i was like wait a minute if i'm not scared to talk in public but I got so much valuable information. Why don't I just go talk and tell people about it? I was like, wow. So my passion and my hustle came from my own story and my own experience. I did not just wake up yesterday and say, oh, I'm just going to be a millionaire today. No, I wish I could. Because, boy, I dream a genie. If anybody ever heard of that show, I wish I was. Because I really would be a rich person a long time ago. So the, the word hustle means to me is having passion out of what you want. If you really want something, you'll go get it. And you'll go fight for it as, as long as you got so much strength and breath in your body. Love it. I absolutely love it. And um, I think that's a poignant, poignant note to end this podcast on. Really appreciate you coming on. Really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and your value. Uh, I think the world needs more people like you that are all about empowering the community, all about positivity, and they know a little bit behind that of how it works. You know, we touched on the law of attraction there. M many people watching may have never even heard of that term before. If you haven't, dive into it, guys. Get get yourself lost in some YouTube uh, wormholes with the, with, the, with the law of attraction. Juana, if people want to connect with you, I'm going to drop – um, your social links in the comments here and they'll be in the show notes but do you just want to for the people that are watching and li uh, listening back on audio do you want to tell them where the best place to connect with you and perhaps get some advice from you if they needed it sure everybody i am on instagram at wanna.council on facebook at wanna council i'm on twitter and linkedin as wanna brown and if you want to email me it's wannabe48 gmail there you go. She is everywhere. She's on fire, this lady. You can't you can't miss her. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate it, Jake. It was a pleasure. And I, I, I want to thank you. It. 
I appreciate you having having you on. I really do, and um, thank you for your time. And thank you, folks, for listening, whatever platform you are listening on. And we are across many platforms now across the world. This podcast is growing exponentially, and I enjoy each episode more and more every time. And as well as me learning things as I'm doing this, I hope you guys learn some things too. And if you do, please give it a like, a subscribe, a comment, a share. Share it with someone else who you think might get some value. That's all for today, folks. I'll be back in a couple of hours with another episode because I am hungry for the hustle and I hope you are too. So stay hungry, folks, and keep hustling.